There are two remaining head coaching jobs available in the NFL and both pack major ripple effects. We got all that and much more for you on today's episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Locked On NFL. It is Tuesday, so you've got Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, Nola, your regular weekly Tuesday nerds in action. We are back here for another action-packed episode of Locked On NFL. We're going to get to our yike and our like, including one specific Raven that just kind of blew it on AFC Championship Sunday. We're going to take a look at power ranking all of the hires that have happened at head coaching positions across the league so far. And we're going to kick all of it off as well by taking a look at the predictions and ripple effects when it comes to the potential hires that remain Main with two open spots still available, the Washington Commanders and the Seattle Seahawks. We appreciate you very much, as always, being an everydayer here on the show and making us your first listen of the day every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On NFL brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets if you're First bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So, Luke, we've got the Washington Commanders. We've got the Seattle Seahawks. There are a bunch of interviews left now with some of those exits that happened during championship weekend. Let's start with the Washington Commanders. Everyone seems to be convinced that this is all going in one direction Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. What's your prediction for who lands as the head coach of the Washington Commanders? I, I mean, I guess it has to be <laughs> that it's Ben Johnson, Could right? Um, <laughs> it's it makes a lot of sense. Uh, what Ben Johnson did in Detroit too over over the playoffs. You know, you got three games of a front row seat to all the cool run game stuff that he's put together. And as far as all the like scheme lord head coaches go. Uh, mm -hmm. most of them are, are really known for passing concepts and, and really cool ways of getting play action and getting to this look and getting to these concepts. Um, but Ben Johnson is a, as a, or the lions is a run game team, which Ben Johnson gets a lot of credit yep. for. I also want to shout out Hank Fraley though. Um, yeah, th that is the coolest run game in the league for sure. No, yeah. no yeah. barred. So, uh, hopefully the commanders for me, the commanders have to be like a hard nosed team. Like mm. it just, you go back to the hogs of the eighties. Like it just, it feels like that's what it, it has to be. If they ever try to be like a high flying, like dome style team, that's like throwing for 500 a game and, and you know, running twice, a, twice a day, it's wrong. It can't be that way. So I want, I want them to way. embrace the run game with Ben Johnson. Let's get into it. Yes. Yeah, and a, and a really good running back over there too. I mean, a couple of good running backs, but in particular Brian Robinson, the former you know Al Alabama running back. He's one of those guys that was awesome throughout his draft class, uh, awesome throughout the draft process, and has been great when he's out on the field as well. So, I mean, you want to build a run game around somebody. There's definitely worse options. Uh, the thing that kind of 
um, interests me a lot about Ben Johnson ending up in Washington is this ripple effect. And we're, I'm going to I'm going to highlight some ripple effects with Washington and with Seattle here. But when it comes to Washington, the ripple effect for me is then you got Ben Johnson coming in, who's your offensive head coach, going to be a play caller. You've got 12 open offensive coordinator positions ish around the NFL right now. Does Eric Bieniemy end up bouncing? Right? Does he end up moving and going somewhere yeah. where he again? is a play caller or do you just stick there and just give up the play calling role and stay in Washington? Yeah, that's going to be something in, in all of these teams that have hired their head coach. It already is, you know, guys yeah. like, uh, like Kellen Moore already taking, Moore. Interviews, taking mm -hmm. jobs elsewhere and all that. Uh, so it's, it's not that uncommon. It's pretty, pretty normal for the yep. staffers, the coordinators, the position coaches, when a new head coach comes in to kind of the, the new head coach will pick and choose a few to keep. Right. And, and, but yep. it's, it's, Really, they're back in the hiring market, and you know, some of them just happen to get picked by a guy that works for the same team. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked at all to see, yeah, Eric Bianami go back out there and and maybe even, you know, well, <laughs> maybe not go back to Kansas City, but yeah, uh, something I know, uh, like I, know, uh, I, I happen to know one team that he spent about eight hours doing a head coaching interview a couple years ago that's in need of an offensive coordinator down in New Orleans, but that's neither oh, here nor there. Okay, I see. Uh, you know, I, I just, I just wanted saying. to, I just, yeah. I just wanted to shoot my shot here on Locked in NFL. You know, no big deal. Um, all right. So, so Washington feels very close that that's going to be Brian Johnson. I mean, sorry, excuse me, Ben Johnson. We'll see exactly where all that goes. Uh, I want to shout out Matt Derry on yesterday's episode of Locked in NFL saying that his sources are telling him that it is indeed Brian Johnson to Washington. So we'll see how all of that ends up oh, wow. shaking out. He's maybe scooped. a little bit of, yeah, maybe a little bit of news breakage here on Locked in NFL. Yeah. We'll see how it all ben works Johnson out. Johnson to the commanders. Lock it up. Let's see. Uh, and then meanwhile, the Seattle Seahawks. So you've got now Ben Johnson, who's interviewing in like both of these jobs, Seattle, Washington, but now you've got, you know, Mike McDonald hitting the market. He's been a guy over there. I, I kind of have to, my, my crystal ball is kind of going towards Mike McDonald. I, I was a little bit kind of convinced early on that it was going to be maybe the reunion of Dan Quinn. NFL teams love a reunion. We live for mm -hmm. it. Um, but it seems like it's down Mike to those two, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what feels like it's supposed to cover. But I, I kind of wonder right now if Mike McDaniel's really the guy that that's in the lead. So I, I kind of, I kind of go towards him. What about you? Uh, yeah, Mike McDonald is again like we just got such a front row seat to all the cool right. stuff that he did with that defense, and you know, including getting like really cool highlight moments out of like Kyle Van Noy at his uh, age. Yeah. And um, Kyle Hamilton, the young kid out of there. Yeah, like, the development of Kyle game. Hamilton. Everybody's. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, he's so so much fun. Um, it's yeah, it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And it's kind of similar, like the character to me of the Seattle Seahawks growing up was, was the team of Sean Alexander. And then they became the team of Pete Carroll and, you know, yeah. establish it all a little bit. I saw somebody ar around that sphere say like, if they're not pissing off the nerds a little bit, it's not Seattle. And it's I love it. Seattle. Don't like McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the Dan Quinn Mike thing McDonald's was more Jordan Brooks been... type picks with Mike McDonald in the building. Like I'm all about it. <laughs> exactly. I, I I think like Mike McDonald has. Um, I mean, he's he's such a hot name right now that it, like it makes sense mm -hmm. regardless of like the offensive defensive thing. But like Dan Quinn would have been a little bit too samey for me. Like if you're gonna do that, just keep Pete, man. Like what what are we trying yeah. to do here? You know. And yeah. and I think the way that the Cowboys went out kind of puts a little bit of a shine uh, uh uh the the his head loses its luster maybe yes um yeah 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 <laughs> Uh, we, we but always, like, I'm always anti-backsliding, uh, whether in the NFL or in yeah. life. 
Uh, I'm always anti-backsliding, so uh, Fair I'm okay enough. with moving that out of the way. <laughs> um, and, and I know it shouldn't matter too much, right? Like it's it's, the, it's mm-hmm. one game out of an entire resume, and dude's been coaching for years and you know for decades, right? It shouldn't matter too much, but like it kind of does, and it's just it's one of those like things that we as humans are like just too cognizant of, and it's hard yeah. to fight that bias. So I have a feeling that that kind of matters as well, but also I don't know, it just doesn't feel like like with Mike McDonald, yeah, you're going with a defensive guy again, but it's different enough. Like Very it's there's different. you're yeah, not going yeah. you're you're not just running it back. I don't want Seahawks fans to think that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you 100. percent And for me, the ripple effect in this one is how much of an impact does it have on Lamar Jackson and the window for the Baltimore Ravens if they lose Mike McDonald? How big was having that offense take the steps forward that it did with Greg Munkin? at offensive coordinator, but then also the steps forward that they took with Mike McDonald at defensive coordinator and building out that defensive development. Some of the guys that we mentioned earlier, Justin Matabuke was a big one as well. Like these guys that have been very impactful. I just, I'm just curious losing Mike McDonald, how that impacts uh, the window, but we'll see. We'll see. So we've got Mike McDonald heading over to Seattle. We got Ben Johnson going over to Washington. We'll see. Those are our predictions. The crystal ball of the Tuesday episode of locked on NFL here coming up next. We're going to take a look at the six hires that have already happened. And Luke and I are going to give our power rankings for those hires. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of locked on NFL, part of locked on podcast network, your team every day. It's the holiday season, everybody. It's, Getting to be about time for gambling Christmas. That is the Super Bowl, and FanDuel has you covered. Go to fanduel.com slash locked on to get started on wagering everywhere all over the world of sports, but of course, especially the Super Bowl, and they got something pretty juicy coming down the pipe for you. You can get 200 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. That can be anything. That can be something that's minus 1000 that can be all kinds of, of wacky props that you can be on the right side of. So go take advantage of that. Get your 200 bucks in bonus bets just for going to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. They've also got all kinds of really fun specials like uh, if either QB were to catch their own pass, which, you know, we saw this weekend, that'll happen. That's plus 5,000. Pretty fun odds there. All kinds of wacky stuff like that. I love the Super Bowl. I love the crazy stuff that happens uh, with the betting boards in the Super Bowl. So. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, get that $5 bet in, and go check out the fun stuff. Once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. All right, everybody, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On NFL, ranking the six hires that have happened at head coach already across the league. Luke and I have already built out our rankings. We haven't shared them with each other, so this is going to yep. be it's going to be a little bit of uh, you know shock and awe for the both of us <laughs> as we kind of go through. You know how it goes. Uh, we'll start at one and we'll work our way down to six here. And of course, we appreciate you very much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out the Locked On Sports today, twenty four seven national sports youtube stream 24 7 the first of its kind when it comes to national sports go and check it out today at locked on sports today on youtube all right luke you ready to do number one of the six hires that have happened so far at head coach kick us off all right i'm going chalk jim harbaugh to the los angeles chargers name a better duo when it comes to head coach and social media presence and Jim Harbaugh and the Los Angeles Chargers social media team can't you can't I won't I, even wait 
The answer is you can't name one better than that. <laughs> I, I do like the Jim. He's, he's in the top half for me. Uh, I do yeah. like the Jim Harbaugh because he's a, a, a larger than life figure. And it kind yeah. of feels like LA needs that LA needs yeah. somebody that becomes their identity because I don't think that Justin Herbert is their identity. Maybe he should be, but mm-hmm. he's, it's, it's not really their identity is like two minute shenanigans. <laughs> they need somebody yes. to like instill uh, just it's, they, they need like that kind of figure. I think it's a, it's a perfect fit for him for sure. D- dare I say they need a feature length type of presence well let's Hollywood, not talk about LA. filming all right um, <laughs> uh, i went i'm not going chalk my favorite Good. is is i don't think you're gonna like this ross but my favorite is the atlanta falcons and raheem morris i pounded the table for raheem morris when he interviewed for the vikings head coach job a couple of years ago and the reason was mm-hmm. that he, I think he got way too much flack for his first head coaching stint. That roster was messed up, made a couple of bad decisions. He was a lot younger. It was a decade ago. Since then, he flipped sides of the ball, learned other things. He's part of the like original brain trust of Shanahan and McVay and Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. and all those guys. They would just sit around and like smoke cigars and like solve football. They would just like talk. And a lot of the <laughs> concepts that come that that uh we see like everywhere in the nfl today we're born in some way of those conversations this dude's in the mm-hmm. brain trust he's got offensive and defensive experience and i think that he's ready to take the next step yeah yeah i really agree i i am i am shocked and appalled that you would choose the atlanta falcons fair, head coach fair. at number one or, or or even that high on your list or say anything about nice um, about the falcons at all or I know, anything nice about Tuesdays the atlanta falcons the you, yeah we're not supposed to do that here you'll never hear me do that and with that said number two for me is raheem morris the atlanta falcons <laughs> head coach. Uh, <laughs> no he was clearly a great hire fantastic hire for that team and that stinks for saints fans that stinks for the nfc south but you know what that's how good football's made. It's supposed to be challenging. It's not supposed to be easy. The division's not supposed to be horrific. So no, I've actually got Raheem as my number two. Nice. My my number two is still not Jim Harbaugh. It's Gerard Mayo. Uh, yeah. It's hard to argue with what New England has done because Gerard Mayo has been in the wings for a while. Long. This is not. I know they they made that hire fast. It's not a rush decision. It's a decision they made years ago, and he's just yep. been getting ready to do it and learning and thinking in that perspective. I mean, you get told you're going to get that job every day, uh, every game on the sideline, you're going to be thinking and observing just a little bit more of what Bill Belichick's doing. They are going Mm -hmm. to try to recapture that Belichick magic. And, and like Belichick disciples in the league have not been great. Right. You have Matt Patricia and Joe judge and all those guys, because I don't think they truly got it. Like the, the, like what made the Patriot way, the Patriot way. I got to think Gerard Mayo who played for it, who, uh, I mean, it's it's much closer to a Vrabel situation, right? Who who yep. did well for a long time in, in Tennessee. Um, how to build that culture where there is discipline instilled, but your players don't just like hate you. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yep. is that line that Belichick always walked. I don't know. It, it feels like for New England, there was, the, I, I can't think of what else they were supposed to do. This is absolutely yep. the answer. That's why it's second for me. It's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I actually have Gerard Mayo at number three. As well, I don't have a ton to add to what you said. I mean, the the value is clearly there. The thing that I'll highlight is that like, it clearly means a lot that when you bring in somebody to be your inside linebacker coach, but then put in their contract that they will be the successor to Bill Belichick. 
that clearly means something. It was really cool to see all of that play out. I've got Gerard Mayo at number three. Jim Harbaugh is my number three for, for a lot of the reasons go. that you said. So we got the know. same top three, just in a different yeah, we order. Got the same top three in a different order. Not too bad. Uh, it just, for me, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, LA needs a culture. Like that's, they yeah. need a culture. Uh, and that roster is going to undergo a lot of turnover in the next couple years. And that means that Jim Harbaugh gets to instill culture as all those guys fil filter in. And hopefully if LA and, and Spanos and all those guys are, um, are, patient enough, which I think they kind of mm -hmm. have to be with Jim Harbaugh, then yes. it can build something that, Hey, look, we know from the college ranks, when you've got a, a blue blooded powerhouse in the same conference as you or same division as you, maybe he's the guy that can upend it. And I think that's kind of the logic here. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you got fourth? And I, and I love the way that the AFC South, I mean, excuse me, the AFC West is shaking out for next year too, mm -hmm. from a coach perspective. Uh, number four for me, Brian Callahan, Tennessee Titans. Uh, Tennessee Titans wanted to go into the future, and this is the way that they've done it. They wanted to update their system. They wanted to bring their team into modernity, and so they went and they got a guy in Brian Callahan that can help them do that. Studied under Zach Taylor, of course, as the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll be curious to see just how updating they'll be, which is why it's in the bottom half for me because I need to see it pan out, but I sure. love the hire, and I like the vision and foresight that Tennessee has in making that choice um quickly four for me is antonio pierce uh again yeah. kind of for the a similar reason as new england where like you kind of had to but unlike mm -hmm. new england very unique situation this is just an interim coach that kind of earned the job uh which i do think can get in the way sometimes um and kind of make you make your decision without considering enough other options uh but again mm -hmm. it's like i can't i can't go tell a raiders fan what else they should have done so for me that's yeah it's fourth but i'm less excited about it yeah yeah i hear you on that i've, I've got uh antonio pierce at five and i'll actually and and that means that dave canales with the with the carolina panthers is at number six because i understand what it is the carolina panthers are trying to do they want the development that they saw in geno smith and baker mayfield to happen with bryce young sure. but if if they're not going to be able to give bryce young a Mike Evans and a Chris Godwin or give Bryce Young a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett, then I don't think that we see the impact right away uh, in one year. They gave him a six-year contract, so they're saying that they're going to be patient, mm -hmm. but how patient is David Tepper really? Uh, I think the answer we already know, he's not very patient. So I, I'm, I've got that one last because I just don't know if he's going to get the time that he actually needs. So I, I have Brian Callahan and then Dave Canales. And for me, both these guys are just like really strong, like rebukes of what the team used to be, right? Both yeah, Tennessee good, good and, and Carolina, like Tennessee was the Mike Vrabel team in their old school. And we're, we're smash mouth Derek Henry kind of team. And we're deciding that doesn't work. And we're going the complete opposite way, which I think is most mm -hmm. head coaching hires. If you look at a head coaching yep. hire and look at the guy they fired, you're going to find opposites along. Like look at LA, <laughs> like meek little scheme Lord. Yeah. Now we're replacing him with, with Jim Harbaugh. Um, right. It's it's the way the NFL goes, but I think it's a little bit automatic. Uh, and what I'm always concerned with for both of these guys is culture. Uh, how yeah. do these guys develop culture? Uh, we don't know. It could be great. It could be not great. Could right? be. It was great, great culture with, with McVay, right? But we don't really know. Uh, which is why they're kind of lower on the list for me. But but Titans fans, Panthers fans, don't take this to me mean us saying that like we don't think it'll work. It's just that there are exactly. less less things for me that I get excited about. But it's all very very much a huge unknown. And the reason that Canales is last for me is because that situation sucks. And I think that's kind of yeah. why 
they're hiring somebody that didn't, you know, they're not hiring the guy that, that interviewed everywhere, like Ezra Evero, right? They're mm -hmm. hiring, um, who I, I don't even know if he's going to stay in Carolina actually. Um, yeah, but like they're they're that's not, that was not an attractive opening with the state of that right. roster and ownership and all that stuff. Uh, they, sometimes it feels like they got who they could, not who they wanted. Yep. 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 Great call. Great point. All right. So that's our six rankings there in terms of what we're looking at for the, these head coaches. Coder, next we're going to get to our yike and our like to wrap up the show, including how, Really one specific Raven for the Ravens just kind of entirely blew it this weekend. We got that coming up for you as we wrap up today's episode of Locked on NFL, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked on NFL Podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Look, your car is basically an extension of your personality, right? And whether you are trying to express yourself or just keep that thing running, eBay Motors is there for you. They have over 122 million parts for your car. You'll find exactly what you're looking for, whether it's something cosmetic like an LED or something cool like that, or you need an actual part under the hood. Uh, they will not only get you hooked up with something at a great price, but it'll definitely fit your car. That is the eBay guaranteed fit. It will fit your car every time or your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, everybody. Wrap it up this episode of Locked on NFL. As we do every Tuesday, Luke and I with our yike and our like of the week. Luke, I'm going to kick us off with some negativity here but don't forget we are your team every day so come back tomorrow james and chris answering the biggest questions from around the national football mm -hmm. league i'm gonna start us off with my yike so my yike uh you know isn't necessarily that the baltimore ravens blew it but i i think that there is something to be said when one player loses their composure and then the ripple effect that that creates to lead to a team losing its mm -hmm. composure and that's very much what I saw from Zay Flowers uh, when it came to the Baltimore Ravens. You get this big catch down the field and an opportunity to be able to get your team into striking distance where you can, you know, uh, get within three, right? It was 17 to seven at the time. Get this big broken play. He's wide open down the field. Legereus Need comes up. You get the catch. Legereus Need goes. He makes the tackle as Zay Flowers gets up. And remember, he's a young player, rookie wide receiver, Boston College, smaller guy, makes this big play in the biggest game of his life, but has to remember he's playing for the opportunity to play in the biggest game of his life. He's not quite there yet. And he pushes Legereus Sneed over, throws the ball down, stands over him and gets a 15 yard flag for taunting. So that ends up pushing them back, kills the momentum of that moment. Then you get the dump off to him. He creates, gets to the end zone as he's diving into the end zone and extending the football, which I'll tell you like the new Orleans saints teach their players to never do this. Never extend for the goal line. I don't know if that's common amongst teams or if it's uncommon amongst teams, but Zay Flowers maybe didn't get the message. Goes out there, and who else but Legereus Sneed comes in, punches the ball out, and then it turns into a fumble, recovered in the end zone, touchback for the Kansas City Chiefs, an opportunity blown there for the Ravens to get into or, or within three. Now, I'm not holding that play in particular against Zay Flowers, that was a fantastic play by Legereus Need. He's the one that deserves the credit for it. But then for Zay Flowers to lose his cool, go to the sideline, punch the bench, and cut his hand open in a game where you kind of need your hands, buddy. 
God. Like, goodness gracious. Like, it was just an entire lack yeah. of composure. And I get that he's young and everything like that. And I, I really hope that this is going to be a great, like, learning experience for him. Yeah, you learn but, from man, that. You, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, it, it kind of rings in my mind, like, the moniker of, like, act like you've been there when it comes to the big catch. And then yeah. from there, things just kind of spiraled out of control. Then we saw, you know, Lamar Jackson throwing the triple coverage. We saw, you know, uh, uh, yeah, roughing the passer passing. penalty after roughing out passer penalty after roughing the passer penalty and stuff like that. Like you just watch the composer just fall out from underneath the Ravens and that kind of stunk because this felt like this was the time for them. It really felt like it should have been their year. Um, yeah. Both my yike and my like uh, have to do with the Detroit Lions. My mm -hmm. yike goes to Lions fans, not at, because I'm angry at them for the signs they held up or whatever. No, no, none of that. But it's because... <laughs> Lions fans have to go now through a new kind of pain, which you didn't think was yeah. possible for Lions fans. You, th you thought you've seen it all. Oh, you haven't oh, seen boy. it. All. And here's the thing for Lions fans. It doesn't get better. No, everybody. Oh, we'll be back here. I don't know, man. Dan Campbell doesn't even know. He's like, I could have been our shot. He told his team that, yeah. which I love his candor. Uh, it's there are so many little ways that this game is going to harm you in the future that you don't get to see coming. You don't get to know about it. And this is something Ross and I were talking about before the show because we both watched our teams, you know, lose heartbreaking NFC championships. When you go back into Levi Stadium, if you wear, if, you, if the Lions wear the same jerseys, you're going to get, it's going to be so it's haunted. Right like it's going to feel so weird. Like when, when the Vikings play at, at the link in Philadelphia and it's the same uniform mm -hmm. matchup as that 2017 NFC championship. It's like, it's just something about it feels off. Like you're in a simulation and it's going to hurt you. And you're not even going to really realize why it's hurting to you until you think about it for a little bit. Anytime the 49ers play the lions, you're going to get highlights from this game. You're going to get time. that time that they should have gone for it. You're going to go right back into it. It's you're going to see that insane catch from Brandon. Ayuk off a of Kindle Vildor's mm -hmm. face. You're never going to escape it and it's not going to get better. So nope. Good luck with that. It's going to show up when you least expect it. People are going to yep. draw these lines and go, oh, that reminds it. The last time these two people were in the same place, right. this happened. Two, and you're like, why? Two, like a why? former Lion and a former 49er are going to play yeah. in a game between like the Texans and the Jaguars that you're watching on Red Zone. <laughs> and you're going to see that. And you're going to be like, what? <laughs> going to harm you. There's nowhere safe. It's going to yeah, hurt you in a way you haven't you. been hurt before. And many young Lions fans have had the trajectory of their lives changed forever, which is what makes football good and bad. Uh, my like also goes to the Lions, but just to Dan Campbell. I, yeah. For one, like I said, I love his candor. I love how honest he is, and I love how genuine he is. The, mm -hmm. A lot of guys that, oh, they tell it like it is or just grouches with an excuse. I, I, he really does. Like I'm so endeared to Dan. I've loved watching Dan Campbell as much as I'm forced and obligated by a lot of root against him. Mm -hmm. um, yes. Here's what I think, and here's, here's what I'll give Lions fans. Um, I would say for as long as Dan Campbell is the head coach of the Lions, I'd be surprised if he ever fell under it, under seven wins. He just seems like the kind of guy with that juice to get a, a team to play hard. And uh, now that they at least have enough young talent, well, they'll, where they'll always have, you're not going to have a 2021 situation again where everyone just sucks. Uh, right. You'll have, I think that you're going to have that floor. And I love in particular the, the fourth down decisions, whatever, right? He, he took a risk. Right. It didn't work out. I think you have to be able to take that in stride as like a sports fan. That's, that's part of it. Um, 
And he was asked about it after the game. And he just said, yeah, you know, I don't regret it at all. That's the thing we were going to do. You win some, you lose some. You, you, you don't get to be a guy that goes for it on fourth down all the time without going for it on fourth down and not making it in a time when it's like yep. not conventional to do so. Like that is yep. the cost. Hello. Yes, this yep. is what we do. And, and it's the first time ever I can remember a, a coach getting grilled after a game for a decision like that and everyone being like, oh, that was a pretty good answer. Like, yeah, yeah, that actually got, that makes yeah. a oh, good okay. point. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And every, like, every, like, there's never the right thing to say in the presser after that decision. We either say, oh, you right. know, we, we wish we had that one back. And everybody's like, oh yeah, I bet you do. Or you you know, you'll say, right. oh, we felt good about our whatever. And everybody's going to say, well, obviously you were wrong, idiot. But he's like, yeah, no, no regrets. You lose some sometimes. D deal with it. It's true. Deal with it. Yep. Yep. It's just what it is. Yeah, no, I did enjoy that. And yeah, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, right? Like if you're going to be that plate team, you got to be that team. Yeah. Um, you, you my, don't get to only life, go for it the times when you're going to make it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, my like is, is, is quick to wrap us up here, but uh, I, I'm in mobile, Alabama, getting ready for the senior bowl. And this is one of my favorite weeks of the, the NFL calendar, uh, every year, getting to see these kids out here, the, these, these college players coming in and starting to realize the dream coming into what is without a doubt, the best collegiate all-star game that there is to, to, to be offered. It's a fantastic group this words. year. Hey, I'm 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 calling it what Eric it is. Galco will find um, you. <laughs> come, come find me. I'm in Mobile. It won't be hard. Uh, it's where it's where literally everyone is. So, oh. uh, but, so, <laughs> so I, I I love it, man. And it's it's awesome. And uh, it's a great week. You get to see a bunch of friends, a bunch of people you only get to see like once a year and stuff like that too. So it's really cool. But uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to bring all the updates and everything uh, all throughout. So, uh, and, and they're doing some fantastic coverage, by the way, locked on NFL draft, Damian Parsons, Keith Sanchez, keep you up to date with everything going on around the senior bowl day in and day out previews, recaps, everything, uh, from every practice day. So make sure you're checking out locked on NFL, uh, to get updated on that here as part of locked on podcast network. All right, Luke, that's my like, that's our yikes and our likes, um, and a fun day here on locked on NFL. Make sure you come back tomorrow for Tony and James. Biggest questions every single day or every single Wednesday. Get you all covered here across uh, the rest of our Lockdown NFL lineup as well here all throughout the rest of the week leading into Super Bowl Sunday next week. So we'll have a whole bunch coming up to get you ready uh, for all of that. So we appreciate you very much for making this a part of your day and making us your first listen, being an everydayer here on the show and here across the network. And we appreciate you very much for joining us for another episode of Lockdown NFL, part of Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.